Hey, happy Halloween. I hope you liked my video. That was really cool, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a wild thing. We're rocking here. It's on Halloween. Is this cool? It's the Headbangers Ball. And uh, I'm hanging out here with the undead, of course, that are uh, walking among us, like the one back here. A man is dead, walking around. Looks like, uh, it look, it looks like one of the DJs for VH1. All right, but... Uh, <laughs> that's right, I said it! Because I'm on MTV, which is the hottest number one music channel there is! Not those deadbeat zombie music channels. Uh, no! No, rock and roll, headbanger rock and roll, and here's Poison with every roll as it's thorn! Oh! Oh! If your friends are nerdy and you are nerdy too, I want to talk to you. Weezer, that, that that Buddy Holly song came out in early '90s, didn't it? Uh, mid '90s, mid -90s. Like, after Nirvana. Yeah, I, I think, think it's a cool. It's a Spike Lee movie, right? The Spike Jones. Spike Jones, yeah, Spike, Spike Jones. Jones. Yeah, uh, sorry, um, yeah, Spike Jones did that, and it's uh, such a cool video because they, they it's so it's uh, in. Um, What's that show? Happy Days. Happy Days. I know very little about anything, it sounds like. <laughs> uh, it's in the happy... It's like set in the 50s and... Arnold Steiner. Um, it's such a cool video and they, they that song's so catchy and fun and I loved it. I, the only reason I have a dislike for that now is that a couple of years ago there was a car company that used that song, but yeah. they had a family singing it and it would just kept... It, it was... They just flooded the airwaves with it to the point where even when I hear the original song now, I just like even want to turn it. You want to buy a car? Bad flash. Well, on my credit, no. <laughs> um, just it, it's catchy. And um, uh, Rivers Cuomo, I think his name is, great singer. If you get a chance, the Monkees actually released an album a couple years back that um, they they uh, solicited some uh, songs from artists. One of them, Rivers Cuomo, he wrote a great song called "She Makes Me." Laugh uh, that Mickey Dolan sang. The video is done as if it's in a comic book. Well, one hell of a good song. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. What's your next one, Noel? Thomas Dolby. She blinded me with science. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, the '80s at its yeah. best. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm just updating my list as you guys continue to say music videos. That's <laughs> what I'm doing. So you, you yeah. go ahead. Yeah, that's. I said that 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 '80s English invasion, like uh, with Thomas Dolby and Thompson Twins, uh, uh, was Howard Jones. But yeah, this was like this was a big hit for Dolby. This was, this was a classic '80s. Um, he's at a psychiatrist and he's singing the song, and he's in this uh, you know like uh, asylum, mental hospital with all these crazy scientists. And you see a white guy when he says science goes science and puts it on the blackboard. <laughs> but that's a that that synth line bass line. That's great. That's a great eighties song. And that was uh, in a weird science too, right? Um, I don't. You know what? I only heard that. I don't think. I'm not sure. I know the movie Wildcats, Goldie Hawn movie. The school band plays uh, that song in the background. That's the only time I've ever heard that song in the, in the movie. Gotcha. All 
I will go on with my next choice. It's a song from Run DMC called It's Tricky. Um, it opens up with Penn and Taylor. Penn and Teller are doing three card Monty, and one of the uh, <laughs> one of the uh, um, one of the uh, women that they get the gold chain from, I guess, is a friend of Reverend Run. And uh, what I loved about it is I love the idea that Run DMC travels the world in a helicopter, solving crimes and singing songs. And Penn and Teller just happens to be there. <laughs> you know, just, just. I mean, in, in the helicopter too, it had like purple shag on the walls of the helicopter. It just made no sense, but it was beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. What's your next one? Uh, what about um, "Rock Me on a Day"? It's by Falco. Oh, that's great. That's a great video, right? Yeah. Super weird. Uh, it is, you know, it's a weird song, I think. Uh, I know nothing about the band, I, but I, I remember distinctly as a kid watching, uh, you know, all of that, like, powdered wig sort of situation that they were they were doing for the video. It was, I think, super cool. So. Yeah, don't think I've heard the song. I'm a dance, I'm a dance, I'm a dance. Super cool. All right, what's your next one, Noel? Uh, Wham's Careless Whisper. <laughs> yeah, that's just, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm in a sappy 80s love song, dude, but great video. It's really simple. You know, George Michaels plays this character, falls in love. He's dating his girlfriend, has a one night stand. She walks in and he's just singing the song to her. And this video ends. He's like on this terrace and the camera pulls back and the song ends. So that's, that, I mean, pretty great video. Yeah, I mean, I didn't start getting into George Michael somewhat until uh, his solo, uh, his solo years. I mean, the Faith album, pretty damn good. Um, that Freedom ninety Father Figure, he had some great songs. I mean, Wham were just too. It's like good guys in wrestling in the seventies. You know, we drink our milk. Yay, we're good. <laughs> you know, just. It, it never caught on with that. That's the song that has the sexy sax solo in it, right? Yep. Yeah, okay. I know what we're talking about now. Yeah, there is a video, an online video of a guy that brings a sax in, in public and just, like, gets in people's faces and starts playing. Oh, yeah, I know that. That was, like, one of the first internet memes, I think. <laughs> sexy sax man. Yeah. All right, my next one... <laughs> From one of the greatest rock bands of all time It's Thunderstruck from ACDC mm. I mean tons Of choices to choose from There but I just Just sonically just visually Everything about that song Just just clicks for me Just the fact that it's, it seems like they're playing it On like a Prison island And yet they're just you know uh, I, I just love the fact that ACDC gets this reputation of being a metal band when essentially they're ripping off Chuck Berry but just turning it up really loud mm-hmm. and being a little more dirty than Chuck Berry. But, you know, I shouldn't say that because Chuck Berry had my ding-a-ling. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess he was doing a Chuck Berry sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, just the the duck step across. I mean, that's mm-hmm. really all ACDC ever did. But, yeah. uh, again, not knocking them. They, you know, and it sounds like they're uh, working on another album and, and they may have they may be bringing Brian Johnson back to the fold thank goodness so Interesting. but alright oh yeah know? because uh, Angus died right no 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 no. Malcolm Young died 
yeah, yeah. The, the rhythm guitar player um, Angus brought his other brother Steve on board but Brian Johnson um, had it's it's a weird circumstance I don't know if he was fired or if they kicked him off but they gave the impression that he was fired because apparently he had uh, hearing issues and yeah. couldn't oh. perform that's why they had to bring Axl Rose on the last tour but oh. rumor has it in Vancouver Brian Johnson is back and they may be recording another album so interesting hopefully interesting. there we go yeah Let's talk about Axl Rose. Why not? We haven't done any Guns N' Roses, have we? No. No. We haven't talked about any Guns N' Roses. <laughs> uh, which is the which is the music video where it's like a crowd and it's like a, like a concert video? Paradise City. Paradise City. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so here's a funny story about Paradise City. Um, my my wife's good friend uh, is in that music video. <laughs> uh, it's a crowd. Uh, and she is the gal that's making out with somebody in the crowd. Wow. That's, that's my wife's okay. good friend. Um, it's just, I, I think it's so. We've been talking about a lot of music videos that have a lot of production value and have a lot of like attention to like a storyline. That music video is just Guns N' Roses playing a show in a stadium and just wow. people going nuts. Uh, and and so when I met this this woman, I mean, she she is of the age to be at a Guns N' Roses <laughs> tour, um, and that was the first thing my wife said. She's like, you know, this she was in a she was in Guns N' Roses music video. Paradise City. She's the gal making out. And I was like, what? That's the sort of energy was captured in that music video. <laughs> we should get her on the show. Hey. <laughs> yep. So, Guns N' Roses. Paradise City, yeah. All right. What's your next one? Um, the police wrapped around your finger. Oh, the police. Yeah. I can't God. believe. Go ahead, Eddie's. Yeah, that's a good one because it's kind of in slow mo and Sting's hopping around and he there's all these long candlesticks and they're singing a song and uh, you know Andy's playing the guitar and Stewart's on the drums. With Which the song brushes. is that? That's it's from Synchronicity. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, I've, well, I've, I used to be a big police head and when I was growing up. I haven't heard that album in a while. I to put that back on. Yeah, yeah, that's a great video and it, it just. Like that album for the police was one of their biggest albums, and that like that's just a that's just a great video. That's like insane, right? Yeah, great video. yeah. Just lyrically though, he I'm always uncomfortable listening to it because Sting at one point was a stalker. He had to be. I mean, just just a lot of the, the songs that he did, you know, either solo or with with the police, just. I have a weird vibe to it that make me uncomfortable at times, but you know, what do I? Well, the, I mean, it's, that's, he's known for being a lyricist, so he's always weaving his stories and tales into it. I mean, every like, there are a couple of songs you could hear, you know, are, are creepy in itself. But yeah. yeah. All right, my next one. It was a video that I happened to see one of the nights I was up on Saturday now. Saturday night, MTV used to have this show called Headbangers Ball. And it was one from Metallica, Metallica's first video, and that was so different at the time from anything else that was being played that it was scary. 
but in a good way because at the end, you know, when he's when they're kicking in with the darkness and imprisoning, you're just like in, in trance. <laughs> oh yeah, it's and just the, the, the black and white of the video, the the clips from Johnny Get Your Gun that they intersperse. Uh, I was going to ask you about that. That's a great film. That's a morbid movie. Yeah, that's a, but yeah, you're right. When I saw that and I saw that movie, I was like, I gotta see that film. That video, I think it's like a long extended version with clips of that movie. That's an that's a great video. It makes that song so much better. Oh yeah, just it's brilliant in its simplicity. I mean, it's just they literally turned on like two cameras in a in a warehouse somewhere. Um, I mean, the only thing that would be a drawback at this point was that that was the introduction to the Lars Ulrich face when he's drumming. He just gives this weird constipated look, <laughs> you know. So. Uh, anyway, <laughs> what's your next one? I want to talk about those Devo hats. <laughs> we haven't talked about that music video yet. Uh, when that music video where they're wearing those silly, silly whip it, whip it, yeah, whip, whip it, it. Uh, and the red kind of Lego hats. I remember that as a kid. That was impactful. Um, whip it good. Yeah, yeah. And Mar- the whip Mar- I was saying his last name right. Yeah, yeah. That's a that's a great video. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. surprising how his music now is so accepted. I mean, in, in his work as uh, you know, working for music studios as a music composer, his work on uh, Thor Ragnarok. What he did the mu- he did uh, the, the electronic uh, music for Thor Ragnarok, which oh, had a distinct yeah. '80s feel throughout. But oh, one hell of a good uh, one hell of a good musician. I won't yeah. claim to be the biggest Devo fan in the world, but Whip It is catchy. Yeah, that's that's one of the biggest hits. Next to their version of the Stones, uh, I, uh, Satisfaction. I can't get no satisfaction. <laughs> 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 All right, what's your next one, Noel? Next one, uh, Jane's addiction, been caught stealing. <laughs> oh, so yeah, yeah. I, yeah, that that turned me on to those dudes. Uh, that's just a great video, and Perry Farrell, uh, awesome, awesome. Yeah, that's, that does this incredible video. You have them playing, and then this, <clears throat> uh, well, this woman is just like stealing stuff, being blatant about it and it's like this all this other nonsense going on in a convenience store and it's just it's, it's it's a great video an ode to shoplifting yeah ode to shoplifting <laughs> yeah oh, interesting that was a good one um yeah. my next choice it's unfortunate that they had to really only have one big massive hit, but it's also great that a gentleman by the name of Phil Brooks, one CM Punk, was able to bring them back to public consciousness. Cult of Personality from Living Color. Oh, yeah, man. I didn't put that out on my list. Yeah. yeah, just really, I mean, Vernon Reed on guitar. One of the unsung heroes of 80s rock music right there. Um, you know, it's, I, I do remember at the time, you know, reading in the press and, you know, hearing discussions on MTV and whatnot that, uh, you know, unfortunately race was a factor in, you know, uh, how they were presented. But it's, they're just an unsung band. They should be a lot more famous than they are. Well, it's like I said earlier, like, like Fishbone. I said it was that there are a lot of these great black rock 
and roll bands that no one really talks about unless you're big head you know one of the earliest ones are you know bad brains you know punk and punk band and fishbone and living you know living color is awesome vivid is the album I remember that album but that's a wow i had to write that down i, I completely forgot about that video yeah it's, it's yeah yeah and and it's weird that that discussion had to be had, had because rock music is just an amplified version of the blues. I mean, you take Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin, uh, the, the beginning of uh, rock and roll has, has that unique drum intro that they ripped off from a Little Richard song. Um, they ripped off James Brown. They didn't do what the Rolling Stones did. Rolling Stones, you know, took a lot from blues and R&B and that too. But at, le- at the very least, you know, the Rolling Stones went out of their way to, you know, have people like Muddy Waters on tour with them. They would, you know, say, hey, this is, you know, how I got the inspiration. But it's unfortunate that, you know, the people who really started rock music don't get the appreciation, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, alright. Um, I mentioned earlier that I, I was spending a lot of time with Prince. Uh, this artist kind of connected to Prince, the Morse Day and the Time. Did you, did you see that Jungle Love video? Do you remember that? Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. oh, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, that's a cool video. And I don't know why I remember it. Um, Probably Gene Sterling with Bob Strike Back. Maybe. Because Morris Day and the Time are in that movie and they played that song. I mean, that's, admittedly, yeah. that's how I was introduced, but you gotta love Morris Day and the Time. Maybe. Yeah, but like, they were in those zoot suits in the, in like, like large, oversized, like 90s looking suits. Um, and then they're just doing that cool, like, dance move where they go back and forth and they, <laughs> Yeah, it's a it's a good it's a cool video. It makes you feel cool when you watch it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. What's your next one, Noel? Um, <clears throat> keep on a hip hop vibe. I'm gonna go to Bismarcky the Vapors. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So uh, Bismarcky using the beat of uh, James Brown's uh, sample. And just talks about uh, the three different stories of, of people going who were dissed, and then when it got hot, these uh, they caught the, these supposed haters want to talk to them. Hence the name, the Vapors. And it's a funny video, great video, great song. Uh, you know, that, I remember this video. My a lot of times I was like, man, that's, that's just crazy. Vapors is marking. Yeah, I mean, I I'll have to check that out. I mean, because admittedly, the only song I'm aware of hit uh, from him is "You Got What I Need." Oh wow! Yeah, that's that was this big hit that that everybody knew about. But you got to hear the early stuff. I mean, this. Ooh, I put that on now. See, yeah, yeah that that's that's hip hop to me. Like like classic albums, you can put it on, and it's you know that's an '80s album. Nobody beats the biz, but it's a great album. Yeah. It's it's classic, classic album. He's still he's still rocking, still alive. I think he's still spinning, but uh, you know you can follow him on. I think he's on Instagram. I think what thinks Biz Marky, real biz. Yeah, it's it's great. Let iconic hip hop. MC iconic, yeah, and I know especially in New York. Yeah, he showed up in uh, some Beastie Boys songs as well. And I think he was also uh, sampled in a Rolling Stones song. Um, Anybody seen my baby? Yeah, the, the it was a late '90s Rolling Stones song. Uh, the Dust Brothers uh, produced it, and uh, Biz Marquis has a little vocal bit uh, in the middle of the song. Interesting. 
Yeah. That, that's cool that he's still doing stuff, though. I think it's uh, it's amazing to have such a long career. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Move on to my next one. It's a video I discovered just recently. I mean, I've been a band of this uh, fan of this band for a while, but it's uh, Painkiller from Judas Priest. That is a song that criminally is not in an action movie because you turn it on, you listen to it, and you can just imagine being in a car, speeding down the highway at 120 miles an hour, shooting somebody. I mean, it's just frenetic. It's fast-paced. It's all in black and white. It's just... You watch the video. I mean, if it's a good replacement for a cup of coffee because at the end of it, you are hyped. You're just, oh my God. And, and two of the best guitar solos that I've ever heard are in that song alone. Um, just, I highly, highly recommend it. Yeah. I'll check it out. All right. What's your next one? Well, I'll ask you guys, what do you guys think about Rapper's Delight? And what it meant? As a video, it's all right because it's the first time you see the three MCs rhyming and they're rhyming in a, in a disco and it cuts to people, you know, dancing yeah. as a song. You know, I mean, come on, top, top ten. Yeah. But it's video, you know, I mean, like I said, each his own. Yeah, I guess as a video, it's not as noticeable. You're right. But I just remember, like, doing, like, watching all those, like, memory montage shows about impactful tracks and that's always a part of it but I never I watched the music video and I agree I was like well it's not it's just they're just there you know um, and there's like that the dance off sort of element to it but yeah I think it, it's worth it's worth mentioning because it was part of it, like that MTV culture at the beginning there and it's, it changed things again um to, to bring relevance and to bring uh, attention to to a different kind of music that wasn't as popular um, for the mainstream media, right? I think it's pretty cool. So, top ten songs, huh? <laughs> of hip hop. Of hip hop. For me, top twenty. Yeah. That, yeah. When you talk about songs that started it and got it going, for me, that's that's up there. Yeah. That makes sense. Well, that's my pick. So, all right. <laughs> What's your next one? Um, Cuban in the 80s, Duran Duran, Hunger Like the Wolf. <laughs> that's just crazy. You, you you got the band, I think, in South America or in, yeah, in South America or maybe in India. And Lebon's, Simon Lebon's character is hunting for this incredible, crazy lady and is singing uh, Hungry Like the Wolf. Great, no, great 80s song. But for Duran Duran, that's like one of my, I think it's, it's hard, it's either, is it that one or the reflex? There are, you know, there, there's a, with like another great 80s band, well, 80s, 90s, I say, you know, Duran Duran. But for me, I think that's like my favorite video of theirs. That, that's like really, it's just a great, silly story, and it just fits the song. Yeah, I mean, I, they had a couple good ones. I mean, Rio was good. I just was annoyed at British groups of that era because it was a lot. A lot of times, it was like eighty-pound white guys complaining about how bad the world was, and it just got annoying. Oh, come on, that's, that's yeah. not, not that crazy. <laughs> it's not that crazy. Okay, still, but 
<laughs> Alright, I'm going to go on with my next one And this is a unique one I watched it again last night And I had to include it on the list Criminal from Fiona Apple The lyrics alone She gives the impression That, you know, she's truly sorry For, you know Hurting a guy and whatnot. But I love the video because There's this little glint of I don't mean what I'm saying It, it, it was a choice between this or Liar from Rollins Band And I had to go with this because the video Just offers a little She's teasing in the song, which which plays better in the video than it does with just the song, which I really really like. I mean, I'm not a Fiona, a Fiona Apple fan at all, but she knocked it out of the park with this one. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this should be our last choice going around. Last, okay. Okay, I'm into this then. This is perfect. Uh, this is my karaoke song. Uh, my when I when I don't know what to sing, I sing "Go West" by or "A King of Bushel Thinking" by Go West. Uh, it's just such a fun song to sing, and the music video is equally as silly. It was recently made re-famous again because Jimmy Fallon did it with Paul Rudd. They made it shot for shot on the the late night show, the Tonight Show. Excuse me. Um, but yeah, they just—they're uh, on a white backdrop and they're looking very '80s. Uh, the lead singer's wearing a leather jacket, a big leather jacket, and some uh, white T-shirt tucked into his jeans. And there's just like shenanigans that are happening all around them, like a marching band and uh, like a like a car full of like people that you know, keep getting out of the car. And it's just a great song. So, and it's a great karaoke song. You should do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's your last choice, Mo? Uh, my uh, here we go. My last choice. Last choice. No pressure. No pressure. <laughs> <clears throat> Herbie Hancock's "Rocket." Got to end with Herbie. Okay. So you got these robots moving to the rhythm, and and uh, Herbie's on this little these two TV screens, and he's playing the synth, or the camera's on him. But that's just a great song, and it's a great video. I mean, it's Herbie Hancock. You know, I'm sorry, excuse me. Herbie Hancock. You can't really Nice. Classic. All right. I will give my last choice here, and that's another song from Aerosmith. The first Aerosmith song I ever saw, actually, uh, was Angel. Now, the video itself gives... You watch it now, it really is just like... You know, it's like giving an old woman a video editing software on her computer these days, and then she has to throw every single effect into the video to show her grandkids. It's not a video that really stands the test of time, but there's a story behind this one. Um, it was about fifth grade, and it, there was a girl in the fourth grade that I was interested in, and I actually had the courage to talk to her. And uh, it was around late January, early February. We were talking, and, you know, just building up a relationship and all that which was great and then one day there was an assembly it was a it was a private school it was a christian school and she got up and talked and dropped a bombshell it turned out that her bitch-ass parents had to become missionaries 
and they had to travel to Papua New Guinea. So I went. It was their fault. (laughs) They they did it intentionally. They knew I was interested, and so uh, you know, I go home that day in early February and turn on MTV, and then this song came on, and I was weeping at the end. And it was near February, so Valentine stuff was around. I had a box of those candy hearts, and I threw it, and I was whining like a little bitch. So it definitely uh, does leave a little soft spot in my heart. Now, again, the video itself doesn't really stand the test of time because it just they were throwing everything at the wall hoping something is stuck but the song itself is pretty darn good for kind of a sad melancholy song so yeah that's an interesting thing to end it on because I think to me music videos mean something to you and there's always memories attached to like music brings out memories and video brings out memories and so when you do the two things together it it means something to you so yeah music videos are really important so alright any final thoughts Neil? Um, no not really I think that for it's it's for 80s and 90s I think it affects us differently because when you were a kid watching it so those who you know, didn't grow up when videos were were a big thing, and you would watch to see what came on. Now it's just kind of like just fodder. Now, I mean, I don't know the last time I seen a video, maybe like over 10, 10 years. You know, I mean, uh, I mean, I mean, on MTV, I'll I'll like see like when Drake's video dropped, I was caught that. I was just saying. So something like that, but not like it was when I was growing up. Oh, we would watch video music box to see what comes out next. No, not anymore. Maybe it's a generational thing. Well, there's a change right now, Noel, because right now, like, the way artists are distributing their videos is totally different. You don't have to wait for a company. You can post it whenever you want. And there's there's people like Beyonce who are creating an entire visual art that is alongside their their music. I mean. You know, Beyonce's done it, and, and Kanye did it with that, that Runaway-like song. And uh, I think that there's a new new phase that's happening to music videos. So I have hope. I still have hope. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I have hope, too. I, it's just the great thing about having technology the way we have it today is that it gives a lot more people the freedom to create something and put it out there into people's hands. The bad thing about technology today is that it gives everybody the chance to create something and put it into people's hands. So it's finding a way to get noticed is really the really the big thing that, that seems to be lacking unless you're an already established name, which, sure. which you know, I guess has always been the struggle, but it's even more so now because so many people have the ability of creating something that has a professional look and a professional sound. You know, I mean, 20 years ago, you, you know, you weren't going to have an independent uh, artist that didn't have a record label that was going to be able to have the means to film a music video. It just wasn't going to happen. Now, you can take your phone and film it and edit it in your phone and have it look pretty damn good. Yeah, I always tell people to have that concern that good ideas are now what the focus is. Uh, being able to tell a story, being able to write a melody is the most important thing all of a sudden because everyone can create the exact same type of content. My phone shoots in 4K right now. Um, but, you know, not everyone can tell a story. Not everyone can write a song. Um, everyone can everyone can try and everyone has the ability to, 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 to use the same tools, but true talent will bubble to the surface now. Yeah. Okay. But it's also saturation in coverage. If, if your video 
video or song hits, becomes viral, you know. But I think you're right in terms of that. And so it's going to be performing live. Yep. That's the skill set because that's the put up or shut up moment. If you can perform live, then you got something. And if you're on the road touring from one, from friends I know that are musicians or even comedians or any artist, you're on the road just practicing. You're going to make mistakes, but as you get better and better and better and sharper and sharper, you know, you'll see it come and you'll develop a fan base. Yeah. You, know, you gotta do it the old fashioned way, which yeah. is hard work. That's still, it still counts these days. You, know, you gotta do that hard work. It counts and it's just like, don't, I mean, audiences today are kind of fickle in the fact that we are trained to not give artists a chance. You know, where like a TV show, Cheers, when it first came out, the first year, it was one of the lowest ranked shows ever. But they, NBC gave it a chance, put it in a different time slot, and then it ended up working. You know, and it's the same in music, the same in movies. You know, artists don't get that chance to build an audience as much. Uh, you know, because if you don't sell a couple million, a couple million copies straight off your first week, your your label's probably going to dump you. Yeah. So only the best yeah. will survive. Yeah. Or, always has been, always will be. But now, I was like you said, Chris, it just was, um, you know, can you move markets? Can you move numbers? Can you move product? They've always going to see, uh, you know, musicians that way. You know, how do you move product? It kind of sucks. It's not like the way it was before, but it's business. Yep. At least with the internet and streaming, you got a more direct pipeline. But you got to work harder and keep on doing it. That's that's the sense of the art of. It, it, it's tough to be patient. People want it now. They want it. They want it immediately. And when you have certain celebrities that have that for doing absolutely somewhat nothing or something so minuscule, they become multi-millionaires. And not everyone has that luck or combination. So it always goes back to the basics, which is hard work. Hard work. Or just keep doing it. Yep. All right. Hard work. With that, we're wrapping up another episode of Friends Talking Nerdy. We thank you all for listening. Uh, thanks, Chris, for being yeah, on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me, y'all. Officially, not just a little five-minute blurb <laughs> in an anniversary show. Um, thanks again, Noel, for uh, taking time out of your day. Yeah, definitely. You know, we've got some good stuff coming up that, you know, we can't wait. We're going to tease our listeners out there coming up in the next couple of weeks and good, good stuff happening. So keep tuning in. We've got some good things coming. And we will. And remember to spread the word. If you like what you hear, tell people about it. If you see one of our links on social media, share it. We want to we want to build our audience. So uh, once again, thank you all for listening, and we will see you again next week. Hi. I'm Tim Jalsma, one of the producers of Friends Talking Nerdy. Right now, we're being heard by roughly dozens and dozens of listeners. But please allow me, if I may, to address myself to one very special person. Chris Lazarick's wife's friend, the star of the Guns N' Roses video, Paradise City. Paradise City was one of the best rock videos of the 1980s. And it's for this reason that I'm inviting you to come on our show. It's been said that to get the best guests, you have to be prepared to spend as much money as you can in order to book quality. Well, if it's money you want, that's no problem here. The other producers of Friends Talking Nerdy have authorized me to offer you a certified check for four American dollars. 
All you have to do is share four memories of your time in the audience of the Guns N' Roses concert where Paradise City was filmed. Talking about whether Axl Rose took the stage on time? That's a dollar right there. You remember the events. It'll be easy. We ask that you consider our generous offer. We thank you in advance for your response. <laughs> Why that guy eating dinner with those old people? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe he's in trouble. <laughs> Whoa, he's got a comb in his back pocket. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Kiss rules. Yeah. <laughs> These guys are pretty cool for a bunch of mimes. Yeah. <laughs> These mimes are cool because they like make lots of noise and scream. <laughs> I hate it when you're like at the fair. Yeah. And some mime comes up and gets in your face and doesn't say anything. <laughs> I usually kick them in the nads. Yeah. Yeah. That's when they start saying stuff. <laughs> they say stuff like. <laughs> Kiss is cool. Yeah. <laughs> When's he gonna spit some blood? <laughs> I like when he sticks his long tongue out. <laughs> yes! Yeah. <laughs> people <laughs> anything yet <laughs> Are you sure you're licking right? <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I don't get it. It's supposed to pack an awesome buzz. <laughs> Tastes like chicken. <clears throat> Here, Toady. <clears throat> Subscribe to Friends Talking Dirty on iTunes, the Google Play Music Store, as well as Spotify. Remember to support Friends Talking Nerdy on Patreon. Goodbye, darling.